requested the sheet music early. Journeys with her parents, even by foot, left her feeling seasick. You look so plain, darling. And you're wearing your heels. You'll tower over everyone. That darling was a familiar sweetener to disguise the unpleasantness of what Alice was saying. I'll sit down. You can't sit down all evening. I'll bend my knees then. You should wear a wider belt. It'll shorten you. It'll cut into my ribs. I don't know why you have to be so difficult. I'm just trying to make the best of you. It's not as if you try to make yourself look nice. Oh, Mummy, I don't mind. No one else will mind. It's not as if anyone's going to notice me. They'll all be listening to the princess saying her vows or whatever it is she does. Just let me go, she willed. It would be bad enough to have to suffer Alice's corrosive temper for the entire party. Well, I mind. People will think I've brought you up not to care. What people will think was very important to Alice. Hong Kong is a goldfish bowl, she would say. There was always someone looking at you, talking about you. What a very small and boring world they must live in, Joy wanted to answer. But she didn't, largely because it was true. There was her father, who would doubtless drink too much and kiss all the women on their mouths instead of their cheeks, so that they glanced around anxiously, unsure whether they had in some way prompted him. Just letting his hair down a bit, he would shout back at Alice later. What kind of a wife would deny her husband a bit of fun after weeks of exhausting work in China? And we all knew the horrors of dealing with the Orientals. He hadn't been the same since the Japanese invasion. But then they didn't talk about that. There were the Broom Scots and the Marchants and the Dickinsons and the Elaines and all the other couples who lived in the particular class that resided just below the peak, but not below Robinson Road. Mid-levels were really for the clerical classes these days and saw each other at every drinks party at the Hong Kong Cricket Club and met each other at the race meetings at the Happy Valley Racecourse, and shared company junks on sherry-fueled trips around the outlying islands, and moaned about the difficulty of getting milk, and the mosquitoes, and the cost of property, and the shocking rudeness of the Chinese help, and talked about England and how much they missed it, and about those visitors from England, and how pale and boring their lives were, and how drab England seemed to be even though the war had been over for simply ages. But most of all, they talked about each other, the servicemen using a whole separate language of in-jokes and barrack-room humour, the merchantmen discussing and disparaging their rivals' performances, their women grouping and regrouping in endless bored and toxic permutations. Worst of all, there was William who was omnipresent at any social gathering, with his receding chin and his blonde hair, as fragile and wispy as his strangled, high-pitched voice, placing his clammy hands on the small of her back to propel her into places she had no desire to go to. While pretending politely to listen, she could look down on the top of his head and consider where the hair was going to thin next. "'Do you think she's nervous?' said Stella. Her hair, glossy as wet varnish, had been pinned back in a chignon. There were no stray hairs to frizz in the damp air, unlike Joy's, which launched a chaotic bid for escape within minutes of being pinned back.
Bai Lin, her armour, would scowl and tut at Joy when she was pinning it, as if it were due to some deliberate unruliness on Joy's part. Who? The princess. I would be. Think of all those people watching. For the past weeks, Stella, resplendent in a red skirt, white blouse and blue cardigan, especially for the occasion, had displayed what Joy considered a rather unhealthy interest in the Princess Elizabeth, speculating upon her choice of jewels, her outfits, the weight of her crown, even how her new husband was likely to feel jealous about her title, seeing as he didn't get to be king. Joy was beginning to suspect a rather unhumble subject-like sense of identification. Well, they won't all be seeing her. There'll be lots like us who'll only be listening on the wireless. They both stepped aside.